Get to Old Navy right now. Jeans, tees, and dresses for the family are on sale up to 50% off. Jeans start at just $15 for adults and $10 for kids. Hurry in now for amazing styles at amazing prices. Up to 50% off jeans, tees, and dresses. And save even more when you redeem your super cash now through Sunday. Get there fast. These deals won't last long. End Sunday at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid July 20 to July 28th. Select styles only. Old Navy's saying thank you with big fall savings. Get 30% off your purchase right now. And if you use your Old Navy card, you'll get 40% off your purchase. Run to Old Navy today. Valid 1012 to 1016. 40% offer subject to credit approval. See store for details and exclusions. Blog Talk Radio. and welcome to Real Perspectives. I am LaTanya Moore, your host, and today we have an absolutely fabulous, fabulous show. Today's show is I'm Free to Be Me, and we have with us Pastor Latarsha Holden. Pastor Holden is a native of Atlanta, Georgia. She attended G.W. Carver High School and is the founder and national spokesperson for Mothers Speak Out and Stand Up. This is an organization for women who are crying out in the wilderness. Pastor Holden is also a voice crying out in the wilderness, and she is calling for women and mothers to stand with her as she speaks out about issues that come to destroy homes, children, and community. Through her organization, she will be heard and seen as an activist, an advocate, she uh, does marches, rallies, prayer vigils, and she speaks at several women's conferences. She is the author of the recently released I'm Free to Be Me. This book will stir up and motivate you to push toward the finish line. You will read and find out how a teenage mother, high school dropout, former homeless woman with six children went from a GED to an MBA. She is a woman who felt unwanted, unloved, and rejected. However, after reading that book, you can join hands with Pastor Latasha Holden as she continues to press toward the finish line and becomes the woman that God has created her to be. Pastor Holden, welcome to our show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited about everything that you're doing. <laughs> and I know that that you are are all over the place and you are certainly a just a a role model and it's so encouraging uh everything that you're doing. And so I am just honored that you have agreed to be a part of the show and thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank, again, thank you for having me. I'm just looking forward to sharing um some things on my heart with the people, hoping they can also become free as well. Absolutely. So talk with us. We, we've we mentioned about the organization 
mothers stand up and speak out, and we've mentioned about I'm free to to be me. And I'd like for you to talk with us a little bit. What's the backstory behind your writing that particular book? As you were speaking, I was sitting here, and um, I really want to be transparent. For me, I'm free to be me came. I got tired of taking on everybody's voice and opinion about who I should be. Um, drop After dropping out in the 10th grade, you kind of, you don't know who you are. So you begin to look for that answer in other people, whether it's your parents, relationships, um, friends. And I found out that that's a very dangerous place to be in when you're looking for someone else to tell you who you are. And so I'm Free to Be Me is journey. Um, it tells people just, just the dead-end roles that you find yourself in when you don't know who you are, you don't know your purpose. And like I said, after dropping out of 10th grade, by the age of 22, I had four kids. Um, I found myself in my first abusive relationship, and I was just lost. I was lost. Um, I want somebody to tell me why I was here. I didn't grow up in the church. I didn't know God at that time, so I turned to relationships. And and like I said, it was very detrimental to me to go to another human asking them, who am I, when all along they didn't know who they were. And so you begin to take on these different opinions of people. And before I know it, I was beaten down verbally, mentally, physically, and um, I just decided to fight for myself one day and, and pick up my life. And I'm free to be me. God gave me that title back in 2006 because I was at that point. I knew one day I was going to be free, free from the world's opinions, free from the labels put on me as high school dropout, um, black sheep, and just rejected by men. So I knew one day that God was going to free me if I just kept holding on to His unchanging hand. Wow, that's really awesome because. You know, we all hear these stories of of women who, and and people in general, who suffer from all these different setbacks that that you've mentioned. And it, it's really phenomenal to be able to take those things, turn them into positives, not just for yourself or or for others, because most people, quite honestly, Pastor Holden, would be they'd be ashamed to tell that story. And so talk with us a little bit about some things that you share in the book and revelations that you've received about about being yourself and, and being authentic to who you are. Well, one of the things I've learned that um, we don't like going through the fire, but at this stage of my life at 42, I realized that the fire it's necessary to burn away the things that the world have put on you. And so I realized that we can no longer want the crown without the cross. So for me, God had to burn off. I was uneducated. Um, I was underemployed. I had no perseverance, no determination. I mean, of course, I dropped out of the 10th grade, had four kids by 20. So I had no sense of direction. So during the fire, the last seven, eight years, I call it the crucible. And I got that term for my son being a Marine. That's when I thought I got uh, thrown into the, 
spiritual boot camp, things had to be burned off of me so I can be the woman I am today. So one of the lessons that I learned was you cannot look for your identity in man. Um, most people don't even know their identity, so it's easier for them to put their stuff on you. And, of course, we can barely carry our own load, let alone someone else's. So my first thing was to learn out who I was. And as I said Sunday when I preached, I was I would be lying if I say doing things God's way is an easy way. You know, doing things God's way and we truly want to be a disciple of Christ, there are going to be some lonely nights where you're crying in the midnight hour. Doing things God's way, there are going to be some people that you thought with your friends going to turn away from you. So on this journey in the last eight years of God stripping the low self-esteem, the rejection, the underemployed, the uh, uneducated, just taking me through trials and tests to build me up, um, I would no longer again give my power away to a man. When I say a man, that means anybody, whether it's your parents, anybody, to tell me who I am. And I just decided that I'm going to be who God says I am. Um, I struggled for a long time with low self-esteem, low self-worth. I felt like I didn't have nothing to offer the world. And so because of that, I just took on so much that right today I just still have to, you're beautiful. I still have to encourage myself because nothing happens overnight. You know, nothing, so anybody listen, nothing happens, no transformation happens overnight. There are some things God does suddenly, and then there's other things that you have to go through with time. As long as you keep holding on to God, it gets better. So one thing I would say, don't look for a man, parent, siblings, children to validate your self-worth. Believe what the Word of God says about you and go with that. And it's freedom in that alone. It's freedom and just say, you know what, this is what God says about me. I'm going to believe it. I might not fully receive it right now, but I'm going to believe what he says over anybody that, that that's walking the same earth that I'm walking because they don't know your value. And so that was one thing, um, not allowing other people to put their junk on you and learn how to stand up for yourself. You know, if you don't like, just just you get into a place to say, you know what, I'm free. I'm free if to say I don't want to take abuse anymore. I don't care if this person walks out of my life. I'm free. I'm free if someone don't like me. And you can find peace in that, people of God, that when people reject you, just as long as you know you haven't done anything to them, I mean, do a self-examination, you know, of yourself, of course, and, and be truthful. And when you say, you know what, I haven't done anything. You can be free in knowing when it's time to leave and when it's time to stay. That's really awesome. That is such such a great advice because it's one of the most difficult things, I believe, is not to have that desire to be approved by others. And like you mentioned, it, it's not just about intimate relationships. It's really also about parental relationships, whether it's, children and parents or, or parents and siblings and, and all of those things. So I think it's it's really awesome that that the perspective that you bring in the book is, is really truly about the person. It's about the self. It's about understanding your purpose and walking in that. And like you said, if there are some people that happen to be close to you that fall off or have to or or have to be separated from you because of that 
you have to be bold enough to say, I'm just going to walk in the purpose that God has given me, and I can't be concerned about who's not coming with me. And that's really mm-hmm. a strong position. And it's very yeah. it's very difficult, I think, for people to, to take that position, don't you think? It, you know, when you said that, what I've learned, most time rejection is God's protection. But we take it personally instead of looking at because even now when I look back over my life, there's some people that I thought I was going to die if they just, if I, if I wasn't with them or if we wasn't traveling the same road together. Now I'm looking back and I'm like, wow. You know, I wouldn't even be here if I would have stayed with that person or that group or listened to those people. And you sit back and say, God, thank you. Thank you. You saw down the line and I didn't. So we just got to get to a place and say, God, if you remove them, it's a reason why. I can't say it now. It feel, it don't feel good, but I'm going to trust you that you know what's best for me. So, yeah, it's not an easy place to be in because most time God does not. It's not your enemies that he was, he's removing. It's the people that's close to you that's being removed. So that's why it's difficult. It might be uh, 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 like a sibling or a friend or coworker or somebody. It might be, but at this point in your life, you got to say, hey, like I preach Sunday, we're on borrowed time. So being on borrowed time, we can't waste with a lot of foolishness and say, look, if we're not going in the same direction, we're going to have to part because I'm on borrowed time here. I can't deal and doubt and this and that. If we're not going in a positive direction, and I, and I got to a point where I will no longer be tolerated, I am at a point in my life where I will be celebrated, and I just hope other people will join in that as well. Awesome. What would you say is your most or was your most character-building experience up to this point? I would say when me and my children were homeless, the perseverance, because I was always a quitter. Um, In my teenage years, my early 20s, I started going to college when I was 35 years old. So I was. I had to build up perseverance and determine. I had that had to be built up, and I had to decide that no matter what I was going through, I had to keep going, because time was gonna wait on me. It's not gonna wait on no one else. So with perseverance, my my biggest thing, I had to build up perseverance. I had to keep going, no matter what it looks like, no matter who's laughing at me. I have to keep going, in spite of the circumstances or obstacles that's in my in my way. And so I believe, I think perseverance now is, is probably what God built up in me um, to, to, to keep going forward and to run this race. Awesome, awesome. So I, I, I'm listening to, to everything that, that you're saying, and I'm just soaking it all in and, and taking it all in because, your story is, and, and I know we have such a limited amount of time, but your story is just so absolutely phenomenal. And I want to encourage everyone who's listening to to purchase your book, I'm Free to Be Me. You talk about a lot of these things in the book. You give a, a lot. You give so much in the book. And I think it's really important that, that people understand that there are other people out there that are going through this very thing right now. And sometimes you just need to know Somebody else has gone through this. And so in addition to the book and in addition to uh, the fact that you're pastoring and in addition to uh, uh, 
the organization. You also do a lot out in the community, but what is the one thing that you would say out of out of all your endeavors that you're doing right now that you're the most excited about? Well, um, I would say my organization's Mothers Speak Out. Um, and the reason why I dedicate my organization not only to my six children, but I dedicate to four children lives that were taken, uh, Crystal Williams, um, uh, Bobby Tillman, Eric Forbes, and Imani Moss, four kids, and it just put me in the mind of my six children. And so I'm out here asking mothers to stand with me, okay, meaning that we can no longer be their friends. We can no longer allow the men that we date to harm our children. We got to come together and let our kids know that we love them and we're going to do whatever we can in our power to protect them. And, and, and so I'm just calling the mother and say, look, we can't club with our children. We can't hang and drink. Our children need us as parents, as mothers. And so that that's my biggest thing, just coming out here. Uh, we could have started hitting the pavement, um, just coming out here speaking in different plazas, parking lots. We're going to do a prayer vigil march for the mothers to come out. And I believe that if we raise our voices to heaven, God will heal our land and turn the hearts of the ch- mothers back to the children, the children back to their parents. And so that's my that's my heart because I want a community where my six children will be safe to go out in their everyday life and do the things they want to do without the fear of someone harming them over something silly. Absolutely. That's certainly a great uh, vision and, and great mission. And so for, for people that are interested in being involved, Tell us a little bit about the organization. How can a person become a part of the organization or, or otherwise support the organization? They can visit me at www.motherspeakout.org. They can email me at motherspeak at yahoo.com, or they can call me at 404-9587. Okay, and so talk with us a, a little bit about the, the programs. I know you mentioned that you guys are going to be doing some marches and some and some vigils. In addition to being a part of the organization, how can what type of sponsors are you looking for? Uh, if you are looking for sponsors, talk with us a little bit about how the, the, the business or just the community at large can support your organization. Well, I'm looking for sponsors if you're in the printing business. Uh, we're trying to get uniform or as far as T-shirts printing, um, uh, marketing materials, just to get the word out, you know, um, to the community to say, because my thing is we can no longer sit back and say it's none of our business. If it happens to our neighbor, it has happened to us. So I'm just asking the business they can come and uh, donate, uh, send a, a sponsorship donation, or they can say, hey, you know, we print. Do you need T-shirts? We can either offer you a discount or, you know, so it's just coming more now. I need the marketing uh, uh, sponsorship so we can get the word out and just be more visual visual when we go out into the community. Oh, wow, wow, wow. With with all the things that, that you're doing, and, and like I said, I'm just blown away at your story and just everything that you're doing. 
But was there ever a time where you thought that you might give up? Oh, yes. Uh, several times. I mean, I, what do you do when you enroll in college and you're living in a board of homeless squatters with your children? You know, nights when I prayed and cried and my back against the wall, God, where are you? You know, what am I to do? And I remember one time I went to my son in the Marines, and, and, and this is what gave me the inspiration to go further. And I was just having a random conversation with him. And I said, son, you know, the Marines have the hardest boot camp. How did you do that? You didn't work out, but how, how did you get through that? And he said, well, Mom, when we were going through I heard you crying middle of the night, praying. I, I, I seen where you was getting frustrated. He said, but you didn't get on drugs. You didn't get on, you didn't start drinking and partying and doing things to get money to that wasn't legal. And I said, if you can keep going, I can keep going. So, yeah, that was many nights. You know, it was, we talking about eight years. We didn't talk about no overnight turnaround. You know, I started college in 2007. Half my undergraduate years, we was homeless from living in cars hotels, shelters, empty houses. So it was many nights. But I decided that no one was going to fight for me and my six children but myself. And I kept pushing. So as of last year, that's when I went from a GED to an MBA and now on my second master's in divinity. So, yes, that was many nights. But I just felt like I had to keep going, not only for my six children, but to stand and be able to tell other women, Come on, let's go together. We can do this. Wow, awesome. Awesome. So I know you mentioned before that you struggled with things like low self-esteem and and having just a, a negative perception of yourself. What were – have you thought about where some of those things – may have stemmed from and how they held you back from moving towards your purpose? You know, I think even as an adult, we all have love languages. That is probably our love language when we were children. And for mine, mine was words of affirmation. And so I didn't get that. So for me and just the, the unconditional love from family, the support, and once I started having children, that went out the door. And then I get in abusive relationships, and that's breaking me down and, and telling me I'm nobody and, you know, nobody will want me with kids. And so my just low, my, my self-worth just dwindled down and down. You know, before I knew it, I, it came a time I didn't even like looking at myself in the mirror. I didn't like what I saw. And but I began lately, I'm be honest, I, I'm very transparent. Probably in the last year, I just began to say, you know what, I'm tired of this. I'm beautiful the way I am. I have a, a lazy eye they call it the, the medical terms ptosis. That used I used to think, oh, I just don't look. You know, society, the TV, the magazine, you got to look like this. You have to shape me, shape. I just looked at myself in the mirror and said, this is how God made me. And whoever loves it, love it, and whoever don't, don't. But for the first time in my life, Latarsha Holden is going to love everything about her, flaws and all. And so that's why I'm on the road, just self-discovering, saying, you know what, I love me. And that's very freeing to be in that place to where you can genuinely say, I love me. And so, yes, that, that's where I'm at now. Wow, wow, wow. It, it definitely is freeing when you get to that point where you say, 
I'm going to love me just as I am. I'm not going to make a big deal and try to change this and, and try to change that. So I, I love it, love it, love it, absolutely love it. What is the best business advice that you've ever received? One of my professors at school, she said, how you do anything will be how you do everything. So my best business advice is represent yourself even in the smallest things that you will be proud of God to see you in. We don't have to wait for the big promotions to come. It's in the little things. So God said we can't be faithful in the little things. How we expect him to give us something greater? So my thing, I don't care if it's small, even in your business card. Represent yourself and you'll be proud to hand just a card out. Business don't have to be a Fortune 500 yet, but you can treat it like where it's going to be. So no matter what stage you're at in life, represent yourself with the fullness of God along your journey. That that would be my advice to start, because I think if you can be proud of every step along the journey, you'll be able to handle the big things that God gives you. That's really great advice. It It, it really is, because I think that sometimes people, they, they despise small beginnings, and we know mm-hmm. that everything big always starts off as something small. Nothing starts off as, as a full-grown product. And so that that's great advice. Could you also share with us a personal habit or two that you strongly believe has contributed to your success? Yes. Over time within the fire, I became very disciplined. Um, I don't overbook myself. Because every, every door of opportunity is not a door that God has opened. Because we can't be so rested, oh, this door didn't know. Every door, you got to pray about it. Because every door that opens, God has not opened that door. So I'm very disciplined. Um, and I'm very punctual. That's a pet peeve of mine. Um, so so if something starts at 730, I want it to start. It. I'm, I'm there because I believe in and uh, you respect one's time when you arrive on time. And when you and when you start something, so I'm very punctual, and I'm very disciplined in how I go about handling my business affairs, and presenting myself, and and and, and just even organizing. You know, to go through college in the last eight years, homelessness, divorce, so you know, just going through different things. You had I had to develop a life of discipline. And one thing, my professor, one of my professors said that the world the world belongs to the discipline. And I believe those who are disciplined will be the ones that can take over the world. That Now, that is, is an understatement <laughs> because I think that what we see a lot is that there there's no structure. And you're mm-hmm. absolutely right. The things that are, that are in order, the things that you know exactly this is going to start this time, this is going to end mm-hmm. this time, those are, are always the, the events and the activities that are the most. And so that's really, really, really great advice. What would you want our Real Perspective listeners to gain and take away from your life and your story, your book, I'm Free to Be Me, and also from your organization? I want the listeners to know this. We don't have that much time to get it right. It's either you're going to do it or you're not. We can't blame no one else. We just got to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and make a decision in our mind. 
that my life is going to mean something when I leave here. My life is not going to be lived in vain, but it's going to mean something. And leave a legacy, my legacy to my six children, grandchildren. Matter of fact, it's one on the way in a day now, going to be four. My legacy to my children and grandchildren is service to others. When we was homeless, I did events for other women that were going through to show them that somebody stands with you even in the midst of your uh, trial. So find a way that you can leave a legacy for your family. Whatever gifts and talents that God has given you, use that in a positive way and say, hey, this is where I want to leave. Even if it's just breaking a generational curse, this is what I'm going to do for my family. And so I just want to leave the listeners with that. Be free to be you. Don't try to be like no one else. Love what God has you on your journey and go forth. Awesome, awesome. So tell our listeners how to find out about your organization or otherwise how to how to reach you. See me. Uh, I've heard great reviews on it. Um, and I think every part, woman probably can find themselves somewhere in this book. Even it got a, a title, a chapter in this book about gangs in the pulpit, about how our leaders are preying on our women and not praying for our women. So I'm very transparent here. Um, it shows how did God bring me, again, from dropping out of 10th grade to where I'm at. So you can, uh, again, get the book on Amazon. Uh, my website is www.motherspeakout.org. And and my email address, again, is uh, motherspeak at yahoo.com. Or you can contact me, 404-838-9587. Great. Thank you so much for being on our show, Pastor Holden. I'm LaTanya Moore, your host of Real Perspectives, where we seek real people, real solutions from real perspectives. Until next Tuesday, have a great evening. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be hard. Like early 90s heavy metal hard. I'm yelling and screaming and I'm loud. Roar. Geico makes it easy. You can review and update your policy or report a claim on Geico.com or the Geico mobile app. Because shouldn't we all have a little less stress in our lives? I'm not even upset about anything. Say Metro by T-Mobile, got the best deal in wireless, and it's all for you, all for me. Just switch quickly, because Metro has two lines for 80, and two Samsung Galaxy J7 Star phones for free, plus Amazon Prime included. That's the way wireless should be, only at Metro.
plus sales tax and activation fee. $50 plus rate plan required. Not valid for numbers currently on T-Mobile Network or on Metro in past 90 days. Offer subject to change. Offer valid for new Amazon Prime members. Amazon Prime has a $12.99 per month value. Restrictions apply. See store for details and terms and conditions. The end. Mommy, let's read another. Every child needs to read, but 60% of U.S. children in poverty don't have a children's book in their home. This summer, you and your kids can help change that with Save the Children's 100 Days of Reading Challenge. See how at savethechildren.org read. Once upon a time, a little girl wanted to become an animal doctor. Save the Children. Changing a life lasts a lifetime.